Space Love Show for the love of music, lifestyle, well-being and culture while caring for our planet. On this show, I will be chatting with musicians, artists and creative minds that are living life on purpose by doing what they love. to One Space Love. So beautiful to reach out to you and have a yes for you to come on and join me today. How are you going? Thank you. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Um, we were just speaking before the live just how the last couple of nights have been quite intense energetically, so I'm feeling quite um, a little bit weary today but also a little bit excited around what is to unfold in the session. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were sharing that personally before we came on. I haven't been sleeping very well for quite some time, especially the last two nights. And But I wake up with this, this immense energy, but exhaustion, like an underlaying of it. So I really love how you describe that because it's like, yes, I'm, I'm weary and I'm tired, but I also have this surge of energy. Okay, where is my yeah. focus going to be today? It's, it's quite a, a yin-yang of um, polarities of energy going on. <laughs> mm. So nice to be there. Yeah. And it was kind of uh, interesting, uh, I guess, just launching into stuff. Um, just around, I mean, I've, I did a, a, group, a, a group for the N8 uh, portal, the Lionsgate, just let, not this weekend, the weekend before. And um, a very big theme around the integration of the masculine and the feminine within right now. Um, so, uh, sort of ties into what you said. Yeah. Mm. I would love to, let's go there for a moment because I remember interviewing Alana Fairchild last year and talking about this and actually she's going to be coming on again. She's reached out to me and coming on again. Oh, you know, we went to school together. How was that? (laughs) She was a year below me, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, And she talks about... um, the Kali Yuga time, the time of the the feminine coming in. So, is this what you're relating to when you when you say that masculine and feminine coming into balance? Um. So, what I've been getting over the last little while, personally, mm-hmm. is uh, to work on my own balance internally around um, the left and the right channels. You know, and I think as particularly as a gay man in the spiritual world, I feel like uh, part of the role of, of, of that embodiment is to, to, to sort of bring through the balance yep. for humanity, the rainbow bridge, if you will, <laughs> the rainbow more than <laughs> in many different ways. Um, so kind of, um, yeah, but on a global scale, I do feel like uh, the feminine is rising, obviously, um, and the balancing of that energy, the shifts of the earth, and it also represented the shifts within our own chakra system at the moment. And like you said, the sort of, um, I guess, the intensity of this new creative force that is coming through, through Mother Nature, mm-hmm. through the um, plan to to hold space and uh, shift humanity to a new frequency, really. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I personally have also been very interested in how to come into balance within myself between that masculine and feminine energy because being like a creative entrepreneur, I was always very masculine and and coming from Greek Orthodox background where women, you know, Mm. almost had to speak, you know, there's a lot of inherent patterns there. And so Mm -hmm. it, it... just naturally I've been navi- gravitate, gravitated towards how do I create that union within myself to be the change that I want to see in the external world because I just felt that that was what Mother Earth needed us, required, you know, was how I could be of service to Mother Earth in this time. So, yeah, interesting. And that's, I guess that's what, what for my own, yeah, for my own journey around just even the last a year or so with all the lockdowns and whatnot has really forced me to to go within be, le- be less productive in the mm. world and sort of move into that beingness and especially moving recently from Sydney to uh, Sunshine Coast Queensland has really allowed me to sort of um, start to slow down really embrace the feminine um, uh, embrace the intuitive nature of uh, my channel um, and to to get clearer and connect more fully with the earth. Um, I feel that uh, she will um, she will be our resource. She will hold us through yeah. this intense period, you know, of the mm. Kali Yuga time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we met through. I'm just reflecting on this. We met through. Um, was it the events in Paddington or also just the events in One Space HQ? But during the events, we, we met many times. You were a huge supporter of One Space events. Um, I just don't know if you were back then when we were doing My, my Heart Space at Paddington um, Church in Oxford Street. Paddington, yeah. I met Paddington. Um, but also um, uh, I knew of the events at One Space. I never got to, to the venue, but I just I heard so many beautiful, yeah, beautiful sharings came from that space. I was mm. really sad to see it shift (laughs) but obviously times are times and times to change things it was part of my crumbling of my foundation my dark nights and my soul letting that go um but I I you know I I know that me personally and where am I going with this I was just reflecting back that you know running your own business it's very masculine driven and I'm noticing as well in these lockdowns that it's about really tuning in and going what do I have to focus on today like where, you know, mm. where, what energy do I have? It's rather than I have to get this list done. And I'm just sharing that for the listeners to to know it's okay yes. to really tune into that. And that's where we're bringing in that feminine energy rather than that driving um, masculine energy. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I I can totally relate. I've, I've been feeling the, the edge of that um, sort of uh, slowing down here in, in, in Sunshine Coast and, you know, just really honouring uh, the cycles of the earth and mm-hmm. also working more and more with crystal energy really as well. Beautiful. So really I feel that um, some of the, the, the work that's been coming through in my channels is, is really to connect with the the crystal technology, the crystal of the crystal technology of Atlantis, the crystal technology of Lemuria, and um, as a way of actually spreading our frequency. Mm. So even if I'm unable to get on a plane and fly around, or unable to um, do workshops interstate right now or whatever, I can still 
work with the crystals, send the crystals off to people, and it's still it's propagating our frequency and yeah. sharing gifts. So it feels like we're fine. I'm fine. It's interesting that new ways are emerging through this time. Yeah, oh, and the more so, more soft, softer ways, more feminine ways. Yeah, mm. which is a relief. Mm. <laughs> for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to go into talking about feminine ways you, you said you know being mm. a gay man and and mm. and walking the path as a spiritual healer um with many mm. different roles mm. that you carry with that um along the way um but many different modalities yeah. that we'll go into can you take us back yes. a little bit of how you came into self-acceptance of that like how was what were the challenges along the way just a little bit touch on Stepping into that awareness, yeah. Into the role as a healer, you mean, or a gay man? You know, both because they're really big um, acceptance to step into and embody and and be able to, you know, it's it's big moments in life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was um, born in the north of England and um, so that was, I guess, not the, the not back in the day, not the uh, the uh, not the most gay friendly place you would want to be born. <laughs> and um, but I feel like you know, as many um, light worker types, starseed types have uh, probably gone before me and said, or uh, that you know, uh, sometimes born into family units, sometimes born into uh, geographical locations where it hasn't isn't easy growing up. And I feel like this. Uh, sometimes primes the soul for, uh, um, I guess, work that is avant-garde, you know, work Mm. work that is just a little bit outside of the box. And I think uh, my early years coming out as a gay man, um, I guess seen for being different Mm -hmm. in to. To, to, to the majority, feeling separate and all that stuff. So I feel like it sort of primed me for then later on with my spiritual work, I think kind of, you know, yes, it was scary to mm. come out as the light language channel when in Sydney when it wasn't really been talked about so much when I first started doing it. Mm. Um, and I was, there was all the fear of acceptance where people think I'm just insane and da, 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 all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Would I be rejected? Would I be rejected by my ther- therapy community? Because I was a very traditional therapist then, um, working as a somatic psychotherapist, so body-orientated psychotherapist. So I kind of moved in more into the channeling and into the light language later on. But I feel like the whole, the whole step of my journey was really to feel to sort of embrace difference, really mm. embrace difference and know that, you know, it, it's a bit scary to, to, to be, um, not follow the herd, if you will. Yeah. But, um, I feel that, um, you know, as growing up gay, it, it meant that I was open to taking a risk to, to just follow what I needed to do for me yeah. um, and for my soul. And I think, I guess that's, and that that has helped me uh, sort of progress and kind of take risks and um, share who I am. And I hope in some way that also allows others to share themselves in whatever way they wish, you know. Yeah, validates yeah. others the space to do that. And so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so taking me back, you know, young Michael leaving school, going to study, you you ended up going into more of a science field and, and psychotherapy yeah. 
Um, was that something sure. that was a knowing within you or was that just trying to find, you know, where do, where do I fit in? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I yeah. mean, when I first did... Uh, I studied science uh, in, U- in the UK in Newcastle upon time, um, micro- medical microbiology. So very much mm. uh, a very hot potato topic right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, but basically, I just fell into that um, because it was a good career move. And uh, uh, to be honest, I wanted to be a dancer. That was my dream oh. as a kid. I wanted to be a dancer. And, um, you know, Billy Elliot style, if you will. And, um, but, oh. you know, um, I just felt like in that time and place, uh, it, I wasn't courageous enough at that time to, to follow that dream. So I went into science and, and, and I know it's all perfect now and I don't have any regrets in, in where I'm at. Um, so I went into science because it would give me a, get me a decent job, um, and and it it got me a decent job when I moved to Australia. Backpacking around, I managed to get a pretty decent job in science, so I was able to stay here. Mm. Um, so and I stayed in that job for about, about ten years in the uh, Australian Red Cross uh, Blood Transfusion Service in the city wow. in, in Sydney, and um, and during that time I studied self development stuff, which led me into the therapy the therapy the somatic therapy because really um okay so that was another leg that you picked up when you were over yeah, in australia yeah mm. yeah yeah yes yeah. so, so with the somatic psychotherapy i did uh personal development workshops that involved a lot of body work okay. so a lot of um, hands-on body work um so that really got me into my body because it was quite dissociated quite um out of body i guess um, and that's why I also it took me a good ten years of doing personal work to um, to become grounded enough and and centered enough in myself to be able to then take take Other the channeling work. To, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of um, yeah, it's been a journey, hey. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that you know you were intuitively wanting to dance, which is really integrating that body energy, isn't it? And and then somehow mm. you came back to the body again, you know, back into feeling. Yeah, that's sure. what dance is, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it was when I felt free. It was when I felt alive. So it definitely, and, you know, when I was working in a lab, it's very, um, you know, it's very hidden. It's very disconnected in some ways. And um, so uh, I found another route to connect you know, mm. and that's what I sort of, I guess, my soul has taken me back to each step of the way, how to reconnect, how to reconnect, and then the light language and the, the channeling frequency yeah. came through. Yeah, I'm excited to get this. So I mm. think this is going to be later in the track, but what were sure. some of the mentors that picked you up to bring you back into alignment of, of the journey, the path that, you know, I feel mm-hmm. that you're on now? I, um, you know, one mm. of the ones you mentioned was going to Ayers Rock, but I think that's later now. So what was one of the, some of the points before that? Well, it's interesting, you know, I firstly, uh, I guess when I was at school, um, I was uh, from there about, you know, senior school, which is about 11 to 16 mm-hmm. age um, mm-hmm. in England. Um, <clears throat> I was really badly bullied for quite a few years, maybe about five years. And um one of my first, I guess, lighthouses, if you will, if you want to call her that, was um, was uh, 
ahead of your teacher who was from, not from the area and um you know the north of England and she was um she was Italian Italian mm. background mm. and um very uh rare in the north of England <laughs> and so she was like a breath of fresh air she was passionate she was open she was she was she supported me and me being me mm. not like many other of the air people that were a little closed so um that was an all like that that was a bit of hope for me back in the day yeah, it was a bit of imagine. hope I mean, I have two yeah. teenagers and one I, I know struggles because it's very different and, and I just my heart goes when you just feel mm. that, the, you know, you need someone like that, that lighting force to give you that hope. Mm. And it did. It kind of let me, it, you know, obviously feeling accepted by her and, um, you know, uh, I think just just some sort of inner, inner support mm. from her allowed me just to carry on, you know, because it was quite dark at times back then. Um, but it gave me the belief that, you know, there was more, there's more than the current scenario for me. And um, and then I went to uni, I had good teeth uh, and um, I had the support of, when I first came out, I had the support of like the gay and lesbian uh, community group at uni. So that was a big okay. sort of support support for me back in the day to feel like I had a home um and then um and then that really helped allowed me to feel accepting of my sexuality much more Mm. and and then and then coming over here when I finished uni um obviously you know I I I I was drawn to Sydney initially because of the whole um Mardi Gras it's in your, it's okay to be gay here kind of vibe. I was wondering, you, <laughs> you know, know, what was that key that drew you? I always have so many guests that come over to Australia and I was like, what and is it that brings you over? And also it's very, it's very tragic to say, but Neighbours and Home and Away brought me here. <laughs> oh, it's dear. really, I know it's really bad. What I is that character? Shaman, uh, Charmaine. Charmaine, yes. yeah. Charmaine and Scott. I yeah. mean, how many times so, yeah. do we watch that? <laughs> and so that was kind of you know in in the England you know where it's a bit kind of not the weather's not as great you know having these these characters in your lounge in your evening every day uh, it's like a little I just I want to be there I want to be where the sunshine is this is where our conversation (laughs) would go to neighbors and home and away and the gay Mardi Gras bringing I mean I back then I was working in fashion with hairdressers Mm. I mean I was surrounded by that scene and you know from 16 and yes have been in the Mardi Gras parade (laughs) so So, you know, so so it was all kind of like this little fantasy that, um, you know, I'd I'd come over to here where it was so sunny and beautiful and everyone (laughs) was so, it was also beachy and everything. And so so when I finished uni, I couldn't find work at first. I thought, well, I'm going to go. A girlfriend had already sort of uh, flown over, so I ended up plonking myself down in King's Cross in a backpackers um, and kind of figuring it out, you know, figuring it out. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was, again, it was quite scary coming over on 21, I think I was. And, um, but, you know, I, I felt like I was drawn here, 
you know and 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 then i found the um the uh, i found a pretty good job at the red cross and uh it was uh, transplant immunology so it was basically matching up so i've always had a like the i mean whether it was dance whether it was the the the, the immunology work that i was doing at a cellular level or whether it was the um, uh, somatic psychotherapy work or, or then the light language work that came on after. Yeah. It's all been kind of in the same vein, which I feel is to work with the body and the energy of the body for mm. healing and transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 On a cellular sure. level in the, in the DNA and, yeah. So mm. Mm. let's go now to the experience you had in Ayers Rock. How did you okay. get over there and, yeah. So I guess... Um, so checking back just before Ezra. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before Ezra, uh, I did a, a retreat with a lady called Judy Satori, and oh, yes. um, some people, yep, some people in Sydney may know her. She, um, she's, she's, she's like the grandmother, I would say, of light language. She has been uh, doing light language for over twenty years. If you Google her name, Judy Satori, you'll find um, she has an extensive website about light language, and I found her. I guess I found her on just through Facebook, you know, when I was sort of doing some research around light language when I first decided I was going to start working with it around 2013. Um, and the light language, so I went to one of her t- retreats, met some people mm-hmm. and uh, that were all, that was in back in Sydney as well, and um, found found a pra- so, sort of a framework to use it and uh, some some confidence and some people to practice on. And so one of those people, we decided to go to Uluru. Um, okay. Yeah. And this was because we were guided by the uh, connecting with the Palladian frequencies, um, mm-hmm. the Palladian galactics. And um, we both, uh, I feel, had a, quite a strong um connection with those those beings and they kind of guided us to there um Mm. so then going there was a very powerful experience for me um it was actually a a a retreat it was a chiron retreat Uh, he was here from from america so it was his retreat but i feel like really it was an excuse to get me there that's Mm. what it felt like excuse to get me there so and we did we did some energy work and some um stuff around the rock and connecting with energies there clear opening portals and that kind of jazz and um it just really upgraded my energy system it really upgraded my energy system and i came back and i think i had a very really bad sort of flu thing like Mm -hmm. a flu thing and my nervous system was really edgy for a while um but then once that cleared I uh, I had a much stronger connection to my channel and um such a deep release I mean if anyone you know once things hopefully some normalcy (laughs) returns it's a great place to go and um sit and energetically just receive you know Mm. yeah and there's lots of beings there yeah. I know. So now yeah. we're getting into the woo-woo conversation, which I love the woo-woo conversation. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> and I <laughs> where, <laughs> either or <laughs> yeah. When did you feel mm. the awareness of light language coming in that drew you to to contact Judy on um social media? So okay. when did you start yeah. feeling that coming in? 
because that is really out. I mean, for people that are just tuning yeah. in for the first time to this kind of talk, it, it's it's different. It, yeah, it is out there. And um, it's something, uh, so I, I studied um, somatic psychotherapy when I, uh, around 2002 to uh, 2004. And um, the, 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 the therapy training was partly, um, group experience, experiential work, to, training as a, as a counsellor, and partly hands-on body work, how to work with people somatically. Um, and in that training, the, the when I was touching people, mm-hmm. uh, some sounds would come out, like I'll be, or they would be there if I wanted to listen to them, yeah. And Auditory, so, like coming through? Um, for me, they kind of, you know, Personally, that I uh it's almost like you change the band of a, a radio station. Mm-hmm. So they're there if I want to go there, there mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but I don't need to if I don't wa- want to. So um so basically that's when it came. And it was it came on very strongly um during that period. And um and I don't think I was grounded enough at that time to work with it and, and also I didn't have a clue what it was it was a bit edgy were you a bit um, scared uh yeah I know I didn't want to and also I didn't really intentionally at that point really want to um rock the boat too much yeah around I just kind of found this new home yeah in the semantic world yeah you know? <laughs> a new hat to put on I'm staying yeah. in this lane and I'm not moving I'm just yeah, I'm not gonna go there yet you know yeah, I just yeah. want to be no- normal in this community yeah, for a little yeah, while yeah. <laughs> so, so so that's where so I thought and also that they the te- when I took it to the teachers that were training me they were like oh blah, blah. they were a little bit dismissive which at the time I think was the right thing to be to be to be honest because um they had obviously hadn't heard of it before and also I thought I think if I'd started to work with it then the energies that would were coming through probably I would have uh, you know, I could have had a spiritual crisis or something because yeah. I, I feel like I wasn't good enough to to hold them. So basically left it alone. I left it alone. And then around 2012, 13 uh, was when I sort of researched Judy and um, that was, that came into my, or, or she, or I found her by accident maybe on yep. Facebook yep. through a group or something. And um that's when I, I obviously got spirit was guiding me to to find someone else that was doing it to start to work with it, you know. And I was kind of feeling, um, you know, I did. I was already running somatic body work groups in Sydney. So after I I did the um, uh, Judy retreat, I sort of just started to slip a little bit in. Bearing in mind that was about 2013 and no one even in Sydney at that point was talking about it either. So mm. I kind of just did it very gently, try, testing the waters. Um, and and as, a, as a scientist, I guess, researching if it was useful for people, you know, if it actually was supportive of people's healing journey. Yeah. Um, and to people that haven't heard light language before, I'll think, what, what's that all about? I guess it's um, some people back in the day would call it talking in tongues. You know, in a really in a religious context, it basically I frame it in a in a way that is it's kind of um, 
it sounds like gobbledygook, like a lang, like a, a form of sound that doesn't make sense to to our normal ear. But okay. it is it's really the it's really the um, the listening to it with your heart, your soul, and your body that allows energy shifts. So it's basically a download of frequency. I feel for healing, particularly my light language. I mean, most there's people that that work with it in different ways. Some people. It's a very personal journey that they keep for themselves and they don't share it at all. Um, some people share it more widely. It depends, yeah. And, yeah. Michael, when the light language comes through in that, uh, lang- you know, language that you're saying, are, yeah. are you able to translate that into an earthly, like, what what is coming through so that do you translate it as well sure. is what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I first started, no. So for people that if, if they have a spontaneous um, opening to it, which I feel like because of the frequency shifting on the earth, more and more people are opening to it. If, okay. And I feel like if, you, if you're a lightweight language channel, um, really it'll come spontaneously or people that have worked with me in groups in Sydney or online, over time, if they're meant to open up to it, they've opened up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I haven't taught people how to do it. I feel like it's um, a natural arising if if that's your soul's work, basically. Um, personally, when I first started, um, no, I couldn't translate it. Later on, as I practiced in groups and with clients, I now um, I get an intuitive knowing when I'm about to channel a piece what it's for. Um, so it could be for the heart chakra, it could be for the whole energy body, it could be for to clear a certain emotion, clear a certain energy from the past. So I get a knowing, uh, uh, intellectual knowing or thought that tells me what it's for. Sometimes I get that prior to doing it. Sometimes I'll get that in my mind while I'm doing it. I don't know. I can't translate it syllable by syllable like the language, mm-hmm. um, but I get an overall context to what it's for. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And so when did you start integrating that and allowing yourself to embody that and bring that out, integrating it into your your path now? Because you, you really are running two different separate modality. Uh, well, there's two different websites that people can go to. Um, so when did you yes. step into that? Yeah. I mean, my, the initial, my somatic website is uh, obviously the first website I started uh, as a therapist in about 2008. And um, I still have that website because I still uh, really enjoy the relational context of therapy work. And I think it's really necessary um, for some people. Mm. And um, especially having, re- I, I like um, the relational side of it, the trauma, like working with the trauma side of it. And I feel like um, both can be mixed together if someone's open to it, but I also like to be able to offer either or if people aren't open to one or the other. So I so I That's let people good, yeah. find me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I let people find me the way they do. Some people don't know what all the woo stuff I do. Some people don't know that the more uh, traditional therapy stuff I do. So I just, I sort of, I feel like both aspects can be very healing in different ways. So mm. um, I just keep them separate a little at this point because I um, I don't want my old, like the traditional therapy clients to be freaked out basically. No, I mean, <laughs> by the, the, by the woo stuff because they don't need to really be in 
interested or into that to, to, to do the healing work that I do with therapeutically. And also on a personal level, it keeps me anchored. It keeps me in the 3D, it keeps me grounded to do that kind of work. So I like the combination and the variety of um, both styles of client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I so was going to go, oh, sorry, website, yeah, go. Yeah, second yeah, website. Yeah, you go, you go. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the Soul Magic website came later. And that was, I guess, the more esoteric one, which is more cosmic in nature, which is much more involved, the light body and light language. Yeah. Mm. And when did you step into that? When did you launch that? So that was probably uh, about, let's say, 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah. 2015. Yeah. So um, I was going to go somewhere else because I want to touch on depression and anxiety because I think it's a really big topic right now but just when you mentioned the 3d can you explain yes. that a little bit more in how you view these you know 3d 5d 7d and moving in and oh, out of it I, yeah I just thought yes. it might be helpful yeah so I mean obviously we're we're living in a 3d reality you know, most of us, <laughs> and um, which is re- very real to most people. So I feel that what is opened up to people through the, the shift frequencies of, of the earth, whether it's 5D, 7D or 9D or whatever, um, it feels like people are, some people are remembering, um, I guess, that they have past lives or that they have um parallel lives uh, on different planes of existence you might want to call it multi-dimensional so some people uh, work, can can um, can I can work with if if they have memories of uh, past lives or energies that because I, I feel like at an energetic level we come into this 3d realm this yep. life with um certain karmas or certain energetic patterns that we've carried from many other lives. Um, And you can work on that uh, with a therapist, with your family of origin and stuff and, and work on it the here and now and how it interrupts your life or how it does, how your life isn't or isn't working. uh, The anxiety, the depression, that kind of stuff. And you can work on the tangible, um, things that are happening in your life right now that have resulted from, you know, childhood trauma or, or whatever, um, or relationships that haven't worked or something. So that is all very valid and very real the, in the now. And I feel that I guess the multidimensional stuff plays in um, 5D and beyond where we connect with aspects of ourselves that have carried some of these patterns, not only from our family of origin, but from other lives. So with the, with the, I guess the knowledge that we have come in with um, choosing our parents and our family system and mm-hmm. now where we were born so that we have a recreate a certain experience so that we have another opportunity to work through something. So you can work on it at a, at a 3D level of, of what's happening in your life right now and resolve the karma that way and change the energetic patterning and grow and expand out of the, 
the pain of, of the past and the anxiety or depression. Um, or you can work on it from um, also past life trauma energetically and um, uh, the knowing with the knowledge that you, you came in with the same themes that you have been created this life. Mm. So I guess it's just a widening spectrum of why we are the way we are. And as, as the light in, infuses into the earth at an accelerated rate and a faster rate, I feel like more people are opening up to this multidimensional aspect of us yep. and that, we, that we, we're not just this body in this now moment. There's other, other planes, other parts of us and I think so I I, I really um, value and support both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. yeah no well said yeah. thank you is there do you have an actual council that you tune into when you when you work um, oh okay yeah so um, <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I know what you mean yeah I don't know what you call it do you have a, a no, particular no, no, guide or a council <laughs> so when I first started channeling I was very strongly connected with um the energy of thoth um Atlantean um okay. Atlantean um, priest also uh, Saint Germain also um Jeshua I work um so I've worked with uh very strongly with those energies Angel Michael um and the palladium frequencies, um, so Blu-ray, Blu-ray frequencies. Um, I feel that when I'm working with people individually, um, I feel like I connect with their their higher wisdom, their higher self, if you will. And so I'm channeling both in light language and in um, in, in English around supporting, I guess, their sole purpose and what their soul is 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 wishing to bring through for them in that in that moment in the session mm-hmm. so i kind of connect with the i guess their guides or if the, uh, their energies yes. um but uh so i wouldn't say it was a council so much as i sort of um i can go into different zones and connect i connect with the palladian um uh palladian council i guess would be one group of souls but uh, yeah uh but overall i would say um uh some would say the galactic federation of light yeah. which is um a combination of different um i feel extraterrestrial beings uh or energies that are benevolent that are holding the earth very close right now as as this um big sort of transition happens yeah I keep going to ask you something and then I get told to ask you something else when you finish what, and I oh, hear okay. what you're saying because I feel go, this go. is a very um, out there question, but is there, what are yeah. you being shared about what is happening right now? Okay. Yeah. I mean, sensitively, but what what is something okay. strong coming through? From, um, yeah. Let me think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me think what to say. So I think... So what I want to say is that we are giving, been given an opportunity yeah. to go uh, through this experience of COVID, if you will, or lockdown or whatever you want to call it. Um, we have been given an opportunity to witness uh, going in. Uh, also, what, what when we don't go in, because it's uncomfortable or frustrating, um, I think we're also been invited to witness separation and division um, through 
polarization and how do we not do that when people have radically different views of 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 of, of what's planned um and um at a deeper level i feel like there is an ex- ever since the beginning much last year there's been massive amounts of high energy light coming through mm. to the planet and i feel like this is unearthing a lot of uh, energies from the past both on on the earth itself um on the, in the land in the holograms of the earth energetically are being cleared of their karma and we are also being cleared of our karma okay. and i think we have to really experience this um if you will chaotic time so that we can bring up exactly what we need to do as a soul um uh from the past mm. so in, the, in so for example um if you've had another past if you've had an experience of planet of a of of a sort of um say atlantis you know where the um where you know there was a destruction of the of the planet and um misuse of technology and um and it all went to shit basically <laughs> so, so basically there there is a now now with what's happening in the world there is i guess an, an invitation to let some of that energy emerge from that timeline whether it's not not to say that it's going to play out in the same way but um it, it, we have been triggered into releasing karma i feel through this situation mm-hmm. so that we can start again in a in a pure like in a like in a higher vibrational matrix or a higher dimension but um uh, there are being there are obviously energies that wish us not to do that yep. you know there's energies that wish us to stay the same same yeah um and so i feel like energetically there's a little bit of a tussle going on yeah well change is uncomfortable <laughs> isn't it yeah yeah so i feel like and there's a lot of space you know a lot of you know, we're hearing a lot the new earth emerging. Is that yes? Yeah. yes. Is that what you, you know? And that is change, yeah, isn't it? And I feel like you know, and that's what I wrote on a, a little post a few days ago was that we we want the change, but we don't like it. You know, I mean, <laughs> for the new earth to arise, you know, the old systems do have to dismantle the you know, so um, or some of them, whether it's internally or whether it's externally. So. Um, it's uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything you're sharing today, stepping into your purpose, your mission, it's all uncomfortable, isn't it? It's it's about, I mean, I know from my journey, I've had to constantly step into the uncomfortable and readjust my lane and, and re, you know, go within and assess am I on the right path? Where am I going? You know, and it's always been uncomfortable, a lot of change, you know, and it's like we're doing that collectively now. We're all feeling really uncomfortable, restricted, controlled. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, I think that's why it's uh, it feels like such a pressure cooker of change, but I think that's also how how it needs to be, unfortunately, to to sort of, have a breakthrough moment, mm. you know. I literally um, have a funny story about a pressure cooker. I don't know if I want to share right. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can share. I felt I'll make people laugh. I felt like 
I needed to get a pressure cooker because I was cooking so much in lockdown <laughs> being yeah. a single mum. But it was out of my 5Ks to get the pressure cooker, the only one that I could get. <laughs> um, and so I got frustrated because the roads were blocked by rows of police vans this day. Um, anyway, and I was sort of sharing my frustration in the park with the kids, but not, you know, just sort of say, oh, I don't know what to do. We're just going to have to let it go and not get it. And this man with full of tattoos and his wife came over to me and said, what's up? Can I help you? And I said, oh, I'm just trying to actually just realise this street's out of my 5Ks and, and it's the only place I can get stock. And, and he said, why don't I go pick it up for you? It's in my kilometres. So he went around the police, got pulled over, checked his licence and went and bought this pressure cooker for me while my kids and his kids played in the park. And I even gave him my key card to go and get it because I didn't have cash on me. And I said, look, if you're going to offer to buy me a pressure cooker, (laughs) I'm going to give you my key card (laughs) to a complete stranger. You know, and I I think that's just some of the joy in and the, the, the comedy in what's happening at the moment because there are there is a lot of acts of kindness and but it does feel like we're in this pressure cooker at the moment and it's all bubbling up to the surface. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that because it's that following the synchronicity, you know, yeah. following I feel like that 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 is the path that we're on right now. We don't have with so much unknown, there's so much constriction. And it feels like we just have to follow those little moments of 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 opportunity and um and guidance from the from the universe, you know. I I'm feel having, like it's yeah. so I'm having a lot of synchronicity daily at the moment and just more it's just so magnified what's happening, you know. I think I feel you know what I energetically what I keep getting is that um even though it looks like a shit show right now, you know, globally, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of um, energetic support for us. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of beings keeping an eye on this situation, if you will, uh, planet in the planetary uh, constellation around us. And I feel like we are... We just have to be open to it and ask, you know, yeah. for support. And I um the synchronicities, if you're in alignment, will come. So so beautiful. I'm gonna so I'm beautiful. gonna share this because I just think it's so another comedy and beauty for validation of what of we're saying. My son could not find his shoes yesterday and we went to this park, could not find them anywhere. And I was tired of being shitty about it. So I just went, fine, you'll just go barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on this really long walk and at the end he was like, ow, okay, so he stepped on something and I thought, you'll be okay, you're toughen up, we'll get to the car. <laughs> it, there was no blood so it was all okay. He literally looked down on the ground and there, because I said to him, oh, well, I guess you need a pair of sneakers now, and he looked down yeah. and there was a pair of sneakers. Now oh this God. path we had walked on, one other time with these with my kids three days ago and wow. these were his sneakers well they were the same color as his sneakers and, and the same color that he was looking for at home I don't know how what? they ended up on this path wow. but I said, surreal. I said to him yeah. you see the power <laughs> of intention <laughs> mm. I think that's it, hey. I think we really do need to sort of just, that's what I keep getting, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Um, 
power of intention right now mm. is really you know especially this month you know with the Lionsgate 88 which we've just had and we're moving into the um the second uh, Aquarian full moon next okay. weekend 22nd ah, so next weekend okay mm-hmm. So it feels like um, it's just such a really intense time right now um, to really to use the energy that's available to us in a in a in a sort of um, manner in it to get clear about what we want and what we want to bring forth in our lives and how we want to use our creative flow, you know, yes. um, and try and stay away from the, the energies that want to take us into certain um, narratives uh, that just aren't so helpful right now. You know, mm. so can we touch on that? So, getting into your creative flow, what do you feel are some things that we could bring in that intention and awareness over the next, um, you know, especially during this time that could help us as practices? Or, yeah, yeah. So, I think, um, I think having an, a morning practice as soon as you get out of bed, just really to intend, mm. um. And I feel like use your own words because that's the most powerful. Um, but just to really get clear about what you you know uh, what you'd like to bring forth in your life, and to stay away from some of the YouTubes, you know, <laughs> that keep flying around because they're so attractive to keep looking at. But they also um, do you mean in reference can- of? What's happening right now uh, and the polarities yeah. of the of the different opinions? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. you get sent yes. them every day. And I actually yeah. said to my best friend today, yeah. I said, you know what? I really appreciate being sent all this, but I actually can't watch it anymore. I need to just come back no, to I'm my center. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the same. So yeah. I feel like part of part of the practice is to sort of turn off from that stuff. I feel just for a little while, not that you want to, I'm not, I'm not saying be in denial or anything like that, no. but just to stay in your lane. And I think, and find, um, and to connect with nature, yep. go and consciously connect with nature, go for a bushwalk, um, park walk, whatever you feel, uh, connect with the rhythms of nature, uh, intentions in the morning when you get out of bed, um, movement breath and sound to relax your organism especially if you're feeling that sort of depressed or anxious space you know just to sort of create more flow in the energy body um and to watch people that you find inspiring i think any to keep turning your mind towards the positive you know just for a little while while this is going on because in the end of the day we can't do a whole heap about the other stuff but just let it um play out so mm. and unfold so i feel yeah, yeah so I, I, I mean like i love that to, yeah i love that saying yeah. you know energy goes no energy flows where energy goes where attention yeah, goes energy exactly. flows where attention goes i got it now yeah, yeah totally and i think if we and and you know if you you're feeling like if you're cultivating positivity the universe will open up to you and give you more you know synchronicity more um more guidance you know more guidance and in the form of people too which will take your work forward mm. if that you know if um so it's about trusting it's and i think it, there's a lot of stuff around trust right now and patience, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think trust is, you know, all that's brought us to this moment, all of our beliefs, 
now what we have mm. is just trust and and mm. and witnessing you know just holding and 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 witnessing and watching it unfold and trusting how we are in each moment you know what our choices sure. are in each moment mm. isn't it really yeah mm. and, and and kind of if you go back to sort of the therapeutic model also just holding the different aspects of ourselves you know um okay you know the young you know the inner child if you will like his or her responses to some of the things that are a bit scary in the world right now so holding yourself with tenderness like trying to stay in your heart as much as you can um even if you get triggered by something that's going on um just because i think that's another way to support the collective in a in a in a mm. you know in a small way even if you're not out there doing healing work or you know out there in the world stuff you know i think just staying in your heart and and being a loving presence at this time is 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 so valuable um to the shift in the collective consciousness you know mm. Because I find even, you know, having full-time little kids at home, there's so many mm-hmm. emotions coming up during a day. Like there's a collective of emotions, a roller coaster of emotions that are, you know, coming at me. And it's it's allowing, is it are you saying like sort of allow, you know, if the fear comes up or the sadness comes up or the loneliness mm-hmm. is another big one. I'm lonely, yeah. I'm bored, I'm, you know, ton of emotions. Um I feel like I feel yeah. and I feel like the energies are so accelerated that we it's like we are going through a rapid purge off. And so every day it's intense. Every day so many emotions. I think, yeah, but as a but just to really allow them to have a home within you. Because okay. um, so often we we, you know, we think we should be um we dismiss them or we think we should not have those feelings or, you know, we should get on with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, well, you know, not to dwell, but also I think anxiety especially comes when we feel like it's not okay to be who we are. So if we can actually validate ourselves and not give ourselves a hard time for feeling the way we are in this very extreme circumstance, then, um, I guess it, that 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 anxiety might uh, settle a little, you know. Yeah. I feel like you're talking to me because I I find the anxiety arises in me like a wave when I start to feel the you know, if someone sends me an opinion and I doesn't resonate within my body, then the anxiety mm. kind of arises because I feel like oh, I'm misunderstood. Oh, I'm crazy. Oh, you know, I'm Mm-hmm. those feelings come up that I'm alone or I'm alone in my lane and, you know, yeah, it's um, so it's about allowing no, I, that feeling to come through. Is that, is that what you're rather than and letting that anxiety? Yeah, I, so. mm. I feel like, yeah, I think so. I mean, personally I feel that I think it's about saying, oh, well, allowing the trigger to be, be, to be the trigger. I mean, I think because of, the the in level of survival fear in the collective right now yeah um that has been triggered by this scenario um i think it's really hard i i feel the same when i hear, hear something that doesn't really fit fit my narrative um yeah. that it sort of feels very i can get riled up or 
I can get um, knocked off and knock myself off center. And I think okay. it's just to to then really come oof, take some time, take some breath. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm safe right now. I'm in my home right in this moment, just come back into balance, you know, and mm. to really just recognize that. Um, and I think that's why it's, and people's deep trauma stuff is, is been triggered, you know, and this is where I think it's a collective trauma of, of the past, you know, war, whatever, um, collective trauma of, of, of different times that we hold in our body still, um, in our lineage trauma, really, from our parents, 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 um, that is, is, has been uh, invited to come to the surface, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish up soon. I want to ask just a few more questions. What sure. do you feel um, that we all come in with a purpose or a mission? Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, and- I feel... Uh, yeah, you're going to say, saying, no, you I mean, say I, I, yeah, I find this interesting because I believe too, but it's an interesting one. To, I would love to know what you feel. Yeah. Um, I feel that it's, you know, I feel like everybody, it, uh, yes. And, but, be, but, but don't let that, I feel like to qualify, but don't let that be um, an expectation on you yeah. to be doing something. Because I feel like some people's purpose is just to to laugh, to have fun, to spread their energy around. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think everybody has a purpose, but it depends on who you are to to what it is. It could be um, to be a caregiver, to you know, yeah. or, or to just be on the street corner yes. and greeting people every day with a big smile. I mean, it can be a simple. I don't think it's something we have to search for this big purpose. Yeah. 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 And I think I so I feel like um yeah, very individual process, but I feel like we've all come back at this time for a reason. Yes. Yeah. It's a very important to time support, mm. to support a shift in humanity, to hold space for each other, to work through old karma, whatever you want to pick. I feel like, you know, the souls that will continue on this journey uh, uh, have contracted to to help this this planetary evolution. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think that's a big one to end on. Mm. You're such a gentle, beautiful soul and it's so beautiful to connect with you and have this time with you. Thank you for being on One Space Love. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my love. <laughs> one Space Love One Space Love One Space Love